This is section 121 of More Newspaper Articles by Mark Twain. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Daily Dramatic Chronicle. December 28, 1865. Read by John Greenman. None of that. The piratical local items of the little call has been stealing Fitz Smythe's thunder. He's embellished one of his recent prosaical fact paragraphs with poetical figures, and they have that bewildered and frightened air about them that always distinguishes things when they are caught where they don't belong. No use of your denying it, young man, because here's the plunder that ensures your confusion and conviction. Didn't you go and lift this and decorate your item about Christmas Day with it? from the moment he's twaddling about the blessed children the first ray of light entered their sleeping rooms till the sable shroud of night returned them to bed they enjoyed their new toys and endeavored to make a noise in the world sable shroud of night in a little call item go go young man repent and sin no more sad distressing heart-rending it is with feelings too mournful for expression that we hear a rumor that our neighbor the country paper is about to change hands the current report is that clays and amor the proprietors of the stockton independent have purchased the flag which they are about to run as a high-toned dignified conservative affair with sam sebaugh as editor dear dear what a sad world this is to be sure how we shall miss the country paper and our bosom friend the triple thunderer we are overwhelmed with grief and consternation what the deuce shall we do in the future for some brisk and breathless little paragraphs with texts for which the tuolumne organ so lavishly supplied us enterprising we know of few more striking examples of the success that often crowns an original idea in business than is afforded by the fact that a certain long-headed genius in this city has actually realized eleven hundred dollars by importing from philadelphia a supply of united states two-cent pieces which he sells for a dime these pieces are freely purchased as curiosities for in california who cares for a short bit the young man who conceived this idea and has so successfully carried it out is unquestionably a yankee justices courts the hon horace hawes an able man and a lawyer of thorough professional learning and large experience has introduced into the legislature a bill designed to reform and reorganize the justices courts of this city heaven knows there is abundant room for reform in those courts and though we have as yet had no time to give that careful examination to mr hawes bill that the importance of the subject demands we know enough of that gentleman's ability disinterestedness and public spirit to warrant us in assuming that it involves useful and needed improvements upon the existing system heretofore the majority of our justices have been neither lawyers nor gentlemen they have not been humane nor conscientious men 
their aim has been to make as much as possible out of their offices and to furnish as large an amount of patronage as possible to the dependents parasites and favorites who are always to be found acting as hangers-on around our justices courts they have also been invested with larger powers than such men are fit to wield their constables with some honorable exceptions have been coarse rude men who have used the official power with which they were invested in an arbitrary harsh and often an absolutely brutal manner we repeat that there is great need of thorough reform in the organization of these courts they have to pass upon the rights of comparatively poor and helpless classes their decisions are rarely published and their doings however reprehensible or reckless are not often brought before the bar of public opinion we have said before and we repeat it that it is even more important that good and capable men should be chosen as justices of the peace than that such men should be elected to the supreme bench the eyes of the community are always upon the latter its decisions are recorded in the law reports published and commented upon in the newspapers and no gross outrage upon justice in that high tribunal can escape detection and censure besides the parties whose rights are passed upon by the higher courts are generally men of sufficient wealth and influence to make it dangerous to deny them justice they can make an outcry when they feel themselves wronged in short they are in little peril of flagrant injury or oppression the case is far otherwise with the class of persons who are ordinarily parties to suits in justices courts they are generally obliged to submit in silence to the decision of the magistrate however partial or unjust hence we are rejoiced to learn that a gentleman of mr hawes knowledge and experience has turned his attention to this subject we shall carefully examine the provisions of the bill which he has introduced and take an early opportunity of recurring to the subject more persecution oh cracky though but don't the editor of the sunday mercury give it to the poor persecuted outcroppers in the last day of rest issue of that paper we fear from the expressions of said editor that he is not of a meek and lowly disposition that he does not live up to the precept of peace and good will to all men although he ought to seeing that he publishes a sabbath paper he styles frank bret hart the pitiless ass who compiled the work and may the lord forgive him he says that joe goodman's slaughter of the innocents is both able and just and a bitter pill for the compiler and some of his favorite bards it is painfully evident that the boeotian intellect that squats on the mercury's tripod holds no affinity with literary cusses of the high-toned tinted paper school he never did he never will the opening of the sixth seal the lion of the sagebrush has roared and the jackal of the sand-hills has followed suit the corypheus of the alkali enterprise hath smote the outcroppers hip and thigh their bones are as dust and the editor of the sunday mercury defileth their graves 
bismillah on their heads be it but wasn't it cruel in the mercury to liken joe goodman to the reviewer who made himself ridiculous to all history by pitching into the outcroppings of master george gordon noel byron we understand that there is no truth in the report that the mercury's objection to outcroppings is because it contains a decent specimen of linen the king is dead long live the king the country paper so at least it is rumored has at last pegged out but another country paper is to spring from its ashes tuolumne caves and san joaquin takes the helm in other words the proprietors of the stockton independent have bought out the flag and are about to assume the management farewell sonora all hail stockton by the way isn't there something sinister almost ominous in fact in the circumstance that the gentlemen who inaugurate the new enterprise come direct from stockton wonder how it strikes sam Seabaugh. sail in the following spirited war lyric which the californian inappreciatively designates as an elegiac poem is addressed by the editor of the gold hill news to joe goodman of the enterprise the great poetical corypheus of sagebrush land by way of stimulus and encouragement in his little job of demolishing the san francisco literati bold chieftain with the vitreous eye old stallion of the land of story shall dastard flop tods make thee fly or perp stuff dim thine ancient glory no leave the hurdy-gurdy halls the maids fair that would skyugle ha ha the foe before thee falls smashed by a a pastor on the bugle end of the daily dramatic chronicle december twenty eighth eighteen sixty five read by john greenman